Okay, with Ruth Carnegie, The Pirate is the short film played at the Family and Drama Film Festival. Really interesting film, fantastic story about the love story between a uh, granddaughter and her grandfather, and just about using imagination, using your uniqueness as a human being. You wrote the screenplay as well. I'm just curious, Ruth, first question, where did this kind of idea come from for the short film? You. Do you know, this, this This is the result of the strangest pro, pro, uh, process. I was doing a writing exercise and I had to do a short film script. I had to write a short film script every day for 14 days. And I was sent a prompt at 10 o'clock at night and the following day, a, uh, a 10 o'clock was my deadline. And I did it. And, and 12 of those short films were unreadable. One of the prompts was about Edith Piaf. And I knew nothing about Edith Piaf. And I looked her up and there was a list of her songs. And one of them was the chant of the pirate. And the point of the exercise was that you could write anything around it. And I thought, well, okay, I don't know if I can write about Edith Piaf, but I think I can write about pirates. And so I, as, a, as, as a kind of a jumping off point, I used this idea of a grandfather and a little girl playing that record one day and playing at Pirates. That was the essence of where the short came from. And then I put it away and it was like an earworm. It wouldn't go away. And it sort of said, you need to come back to that and maybe shape it and give it more of a story. Oh, wow. That's that's so we're, we're like, who came up with this idea to write? Uh, was this like part of a writer's group that you're? you're yeah, it's, we have this great thing here. Um, so the BBC have a page. Anybody can access it anywhere in the world. It's called the BBC Writers Room. And they lift writing projects all around the world. And and you can go into any of them. And this thing was called Scriptly. I don't know if they're still going. And I've done other exercises with, with them where they, where they do 28 plays. You have to write a play a day. They do pieces of prose. I did uh, a month of writing prose. I discovered I had no capacity to write prose at all, although it has given me some good ideas, which I have subsequently written other shorts on. And then they do this really brilliant thing where, and you, when you see the initial project, you think, I couldn't write a short film in 14, you know, a, a short film a day for 14 days, but right. I did it. Um, and as I say, a lot of them are unusable, but but two of them, two of them were great, or, or great for me anyway. And so this one was great and basically you, you saw it had potential. And so what was the next step? Or like, because this is your first film you've ever made. It was right? my first film ever, yeah. yeah. Do you know what it was? It was so, is, I had these two scripts. One was, a, I mean, they were, they were both sea related. One was about a, a man in a ship. It's kind of a ghost story. And the other one was about a little girl. And when I sort of, I, 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 I come from a theatre background and so I'm surrounded by actors. And when I started to play with actors and get them to read the work, they said, you should, you should go forward with this. And so I then started to look into filmmaking and first time filmmaking funding. And every single person that I went to said, you got a first time filmmaker, come to us, come to us. Okay, show us an example of your other work. And I was thinking, but I'm a first time filmmaker. So yeah. I had to make a choice, okay? I was like, okay. What am I going to do? Am I going to beg, borrow and steal and try and make something? Because I have, you know, I've worked with enough actors and people around the place. I knew I was surrounded by enough talent that I could sort of get. And I knew I had met this lovely girl who turned out to be my DOP. And then I had a choice. Quite simply, did I choose the story that was the, the, the it was a single handed piece just with a pirate with a man on his own in the ship, the ghost story, 
or was it the little girl and the father? And there were two problems either way. The story with the man on the ship involved water, and that was going to be too... I couldn't cheat that. Yeah. The story with the little girl was a risk because... You know, you have to take care of everybody on your film set. But when you have a child involved, there's another level of, of sure. care, right? You have to be so gentle. I knew that my piece wasn't traumatic in any sense, but just in terms of the logistics of looking after a little girl, the legal requirements are. But also, so thought, you're, you're well, but I just started to point in, but also she's carrying your film. Like yeah, if the exactly. doesn't work, then the film doesn't work. Exactly, exactly. So I sort of weighed it up and, and there was just a realistic thing about, about okay, well, it's going to have to be the one with the little girl. And then you do that bonkers thing of you, you sort of leap off the cliff and halfway down you go, all right, well, now I pull the parachute or I splat. And so then it started. And, and I really did. It, it, it was an interesting experience because, you know, I, I have all my life being in the theatre, I've been surrounded by people who always have other talents. So inevitably, there are six people behind the bar, all of whom secretly want to be costume designers or set designers or prop builders. So I was, I suddenly started to say to people who I knew were talented in so many other ways, you know, the girl who did my costumes, who she, she the, you know, had trained properly as a costume designer and then couldn't get any work and was now running a theatre, being completely uninspired and frustrated by the realities of having a building. I said, well, look, I, I can't pay you a lot, but, you know, what, what do you need? Would you like to do this? And she leapt on board. And so it just built from that, really. It was extraordinary. I mean, they say film is collaborative, but but that really was the most collaborative thing. The, the, the sort of the most technical thing, I suppose, I had to do in the very, very beginning was source the little girl. And that was interesting because we have a thing over here called Spotlight where actors go on. And I went on Spotlight and I listed the film and I said, this is a short film, low budget production. Um, I need children within 25 miles of London, which is where we filmed it. I had something like 420 children apply for it from all around the country. I have people in Scotland saying, we, you know, we can come down and we can do this. And I'm saying, no, 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 no. This so there was also that element of oh right okay wow the tsunami of children that I had to work my way through you know it was extraordinary an extraordinary thing. So then, what did you do? That then did you just you just picked a, like a select few and then have them audition for you or? You, uh, I tell you what it was. I had was sent. Uh, um, I I narrowed it down to geography. I cut out everybody that couldn't do the twenty five mile thing. And then what was interesting was, so I was working in the very, very beginning with self-tapes. And we have a thing over here, we have a drama school over here, and they have a series of um, sort of, uh, I guess it's a bit like going to school and you can do these awards. And I was getting all of these children who had been had gone off to this drama school. It's a very famous drama school and you can do these this award all around the country. And they were all coming back to me and they were all doing my piece in the same rhythm. So they, they was literally, and they and they all had a poem that they would, I would get these self-tapes through and they had this poem about a frog. And these kids would come and they were beautifully presented. Yeah. And impeccable, I mean, more sophisticated than I was in a sense with phones yeah. and things like that, with lighting that, you know, you, you kind of wish, you know, you'd want. But they all had this rhythm to their voice. They would do their pieces and they would go, da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da. Da -da 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 and I thought, and I knew we only had three days to shoot. And I thought, I want a child who wants to play. And the little girl that we discovered 
her picture was very, she was, I don't want to say unkempt because that's not true, but she had, you know, sort of slightly wild hair and she had that beautiful little gap in her teeth and she just stood out. And I, I added her onto, I sort of got it down to about 15 kids and I added her onto it. And she was one of the last children I saw. And she just blew everybody away. Not because she was the slickest or not because she was the prettiest, but yeah. because she was the most genuine. You yeah. know, she was the most uh, and the most willing to play with me. She had, she just, you know, it's you, you can't say, she was seven when we shot it. She's nine now. Um, you can't say to a seven-year-old, I want you to find the depth in going heart to heart. No point. <laughs> so yeah, that's fantastic. It's a great, it's a great story for casting in, in a lot of in a lot of ways, and in terms of like, because yeah, she's she's not she has to be like she has to be like unkempt, I guess, right? She has to yeah. be, you know, like her like even the way the first shot of the film, her socks are on wrong, right? So yeah, it's yeah, like, exactly. that's, right. I mean, she's me, really, is who she is, but yeah. you know, she, she she's kind of haphazard and 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 I wanted anybody any child watching it not just girls but boys as well I wanted them to think particularly with boys that's my sister you yeah. know what I mean I didn't want them to think oh that's the girl in school that that's so cool you can't talk to her exactly that's exactly it that's that's the way that's a great way to put it and what about the thought what about the grandfather where did you find him <laughs> the grandfather um that that's a funny story actually so my dad's an actor okay and I had thought that my dad nepotism cheap cheap labor <laughs> my dad in this. Yeah. And my dad got a, a a proper like big paid role in a in a film. And he was like, honey, I'm taking the film. <laughs> I was like, oh great, thanks. <laughs> Feeling really loved by the family. So again with that thing that we have over here spotlight, I put a call out. Um and I had a I had a, there was a very touching moment. I had a lot of of um actors of a certain age I, again I said London I said it was low budget and and the thing that I did with the older actors was I said look because a lot of them had a lot of experience right because actors are always hungry to work no matter how old they get yeah. and I said I am a first-time filmmaker so if you come to to work with me I said I'm, I've grown up with actors but directing them in a short film this is the first time I've ever done that so you need to know that when when you're coming to work with me and I had one lovely actor and he, and I, I it, it, I, the reason I didn't go with him in the end was because he, his his chemistry with with my pirate just wasn't right. But I, he sent me a very sweet email afterwards, and he said, "I just wanted to say thank you so much for seeing me, and also for writing something that wasn't about dementia." And I thought, "Oh my goodness!" Because you get to that age, yeah, and that that's the only thing that you're being seen for, you know, and that's the only kind of and and that was quite sort of encouraging. I don't, not that there isn't place for that kind of writing. That's hugely important. Yeah. But I saw in the in the, my wobbly moments where I was thinking no one will want to see this relationship. There was for me that gave me great hope. And then just it came down to it was actually that actor and a, and another actor and then Hayward who we ended up going with. And they just had a Hayward again had a great sense of play. So he was very. Um, uh he was just very relaxed about everything and he was he took everything in his stride and and was just like yeah that's fine so that was for me what i needed really you know and then you shot it like in one i'm obviously one location did you did you yeah we shot it 
you know, again, I, I wasted that location, actually. I look back, it's one of the things when you're figuring film out, I think, for the first time. It was fantastic. We were on top of a, a it was a friend of a friend, and I said, I need a, I need a top floor flat. And um, this, she happened to know somebody who literally had a, a flat on top of a building. And it was that thing of just because... Because the you know the short is shorter than than I initially wrote it, and there are scenes cut from it, and so the location of it, I think in my head I wanted it to be much more a sense of of um, them being on the top of this building, and in the end you don't really get that, but I think the location works. I think the simplicity of the location works, and just the, I think the the, the think at, at the end when it alludes to the window, you get a sense that they're in the building. So so it was a great location. I didn't exploit it well enough, but then I didn't have the vocabulary, the film filmic vocabulary to do that yet, you know. But that's a lesson learned. But that said, it's a it's it's a story about the relationships. That's yeah. that's and you nailed that, and obviously the film is doing very well on the festival circuit. So. You'll learn as a filmmaker that you'll never, you'll always be unhappy because you, yeah. you always want more, right? So, yeah, I guess you're experiencing yeah. that now. Yeah, 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 yeah. I went to see for the first time. I went to see it with an audience, and I literally pushed myself back in the seat. I was watching it going, you know, and you go through that thing of, you know, I got up that morning thinking I'm greater than David Lean, and by the end of the day, I was like, why would anybody come? And this is the worst thing. Are you out of your mind? Yeah. Trying to what are you doing? You know. <laughs> The range of emotions, I guess, right? <laughs> yeah. And so in terms of like with the rest of your crew, did you have like a like a experienced cinematographer helping you out? No, no. I mean, my DOP was wonderful. She She's a, I met her again. She was, a, a you know, somebody in the theater, but was, she's starting out as a DOP. And she was really the, she's very much the DNA of it because um, she was willing to take a punt uh on me i we were just having a fun conversation one day and i said uh i've written this short would you read it just because i wanted her opinion on it yeah. and she came back and she said i would love to do it and then i mean our my crew was tiny it was tiny uh, the actual shooting crew as opposed to the people who helped on the peripheral edges of it um but she brought you know she brought the sandman she brought her boyfriend who was her second in command and and um I had seen some of her stuff, but it was it was very much a trust trusting on both of our parts because she was, you know, hoping that I was going to turn up and do what I said, you know, all the stuff that I had to bring to the table. And I had to hope that that she was going to turn the camera on and point it in the right direction. Do you know what I mean? But she was amazing. She was absolutely amazing. And, what, you know, when you suddenly discover somebody, you think either you will go if I, you know if I'm lucky enough to make more uh, my hope would be that I would work with her again but you could you know when you see somebody you think I think either you might just be out of my grasp or yeah. we'll be you know we'll work together for life it's that kind of scenario <laughs> yeah no it's like listen it's the it's the heart of the essence of the child right like about a seven-year-old I happen to have a seven-year-old girl uh daughter right now so I get I totally get this film and it's like it's just that it's like it's like letting them be like letting them be themselves right so yeah and it's yeah. just and then the, the of course like having a having a, a a parental figure or in this case the grandfather letting them be themselves right like like yeah. no judgment just like let's just enjoy their their aura let's enjoy their yeah. atmosphere right so yeah. it's fantastic yeah 
Yeah, yeah, very that was that was really the heart of it was yeah, yeah, just the importance of of just enabling those kind of relationships, yeah. you know, and, and just it being particularly for little girls. I mean, I think for all children, but you know, for little yeah. girls. It's good that know. it's the grandfather because it's like there's when it's the parent, it's like there's that extra yeah. kind of yeah. discipline that's needed, I guess. Yeah. For, you know, yeah. where the grandfather could just like just be free with them, let them play, I guess, right? Yeah. And also, and I wanted a positive relationship between an elderly man and a young girl. You know, I had a very happy relationship with my grandfather. Yeah. Um, and and you know, it's a hard world that we live in. And I wanted to I wanted to show that you know that you can you can spend time with an older person and have a wondrous time, and it did not be. I mean, and Haywood, he was wonderful because like when we shot in the sequence with the ship. Like that bathroom was a cupboard, <laughs> and I literally shoved him in the corner. You know, that was like. And he was brilliant, but he his you know he has grandchildren, and so he was you know that that thing of him moving the storm back and forth. He was like, I've done this in other ways with my my own grandchildren, yeah. and, and that you know. I mean, he I know the, that he did the research sorry. for the film. I was going to say he did the research for the film. The re- I mean, the research. Yeah, I did the. I don't know if research is what. What do you mean by research? No, I mean, mean I was just I'm kidding because like he did the. He's oh, already he did that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, absolutely. He did. Yeah. He turned up and he was. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. He's like the grandfather to the set. Yeah. <laughs> and what did you think? We sent the, the North American audience to you and the feedback. What did you think? What they had to say about your film? It was amazing. That was um, that was so important to me because. It's funny. So the film has has kind of gone on and it's done better than I genuinely expect, genuinely expect. But I have found that the European audiences are not as receptive and it's because it has a happy ending, whereas the North American audiences are much more. And I know that, you know, I'm. Uh, you know, I'm Northern Irish, grew up in Ireland, um, but I've spent a little bit of time in Canada, and uh, I love the that energy that you get in the new world, new world. And so, seeing the audiences, the world, a, yeah. of course, you want your movie to, you know, it's not a movie, but you, I want my short to go you know, uh, halfway around the world. Well, it did yeah. that. That's incredible. But it could still have fallen on its face. So to have them come back and and say, because it's it is very hard once you make something to be clear about it I suppose you know I'm I'm I I had a wonderful time doing it but there are days when I can't watch it and that's just the creative experience and so to have someone come and say no this this was the essence it means that I told the story clearly and that's like a do you know what I mean because what goes on in your head and what you put on the page and what the audience sees could be so far removed so yeah. they come out of it going it was incredibly traumatic and I didn't understand it you know you're thinking right okay well we need to give up there but so that was invaluable and and I wasn't expecting it so because I'm not I'm Irish and so we we don't take compliments terribly well <laughs> yeah. lovely to have people go that was really good I'm like okay just shut up Carnegie and take <laughs> Well, it's fantastic. Let's just put it that way. And so um, let's, let's let's assume that you're making another film, right? You're going to make um, more films. I I hope so. I have two uh, two shorts in the in the running at the moment. I'm doing that thing now because now I'm in a situation, right? Having made my short, where when you go into the room to look for funding, you and they say, "Can you give us an example of your work?" I can say, "Yes, I can." And yeah. not only am I saying that now, but I can say I can I've done that and I've done that completely off my own back. Do you know what I mean? I will be paying that short off till the day I die, but it's fine. 
Well, it's a fantastic film. I really enjoyed it. It's got a lot of heart and a lot of feeling, and it is a happy story. There's like it's a very it's got conflict, of course, but it's got it's a, it's a happy story. It's yeah. like what well, we needed. We sometimes you just need to watch these films, and then you made it for us. Thank you. Oh, thank you very much. That's lovely to hear. Thank you. Well, let's talk again <laughs> when that next film is made of yours. Definitely, definitely. Thanks so much. <laughs>